Welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie Podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch the Muppet movie two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And joining us today is our guest. Tell the folks who you are. I'm Josh Spiegel. And thank you again for joining us, Josh. Uh, for those who don't know, Josh is the host of the wonderful Mousterpiece Cinema Podcast. So today we are looking at Minutes 31 and 32 of the Muppet movie. We made it a half an hour into this thing. You guys? That's a landmark, yeah. And uh, we start with the very... Well, we start with Scooter finishing the word recognized, technically. And then we move on to the opening notes of Can You Picture That? We end two minutes later with the song still in progress. Dr. Teeth's line... You gotta see it in your mind is the last thing we hear in these minutes. That was my awful attempt at singing. Uh, can you picture that? But yeah, so so that's what we're looking at today is can you picture that? The majority of the song. So, uh, Josh, you're the guest. I'll start with you. What do you have to say about can you picture that in general? I mean, I I really enjoy the song. It's very much in in line with the songs that Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem would play on the show, but it's, you know, it's got appropriately nonsense lyrics uh, of a sort, but it's, it's, it's a really fun song. And, you know, it's one of many really wonderful songs in this film. You know, I, I know we're going to talk a little bit later in this one about my relationship to this movie overall, but I'd say the songs in this one can't really be beat. And this is one of the really strong pieces throughout. Sure. Yeah. You are. I think you're the third guest we've had on to talk about how this has the best songs of any of the any of the Muppet movies. Which We're I all correct. All three right. of our all three of the guests are right. Obviously, right. I, I, I can't even disagree. Well, how, how about you, Ryan? Can you picture that? How do you feel about it? Um, I think it is a good song. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. So I, I think I I'm every time we come across a musical number, I'm, I just want to say, wow, this is one of the best songs in the movie. And that's because they're all one of the best songs in the movie. Right. Right. Um, I will say this is my favorite song in the movie <laughs> is what I was, is what I was just about to say that that is the only time you, the listeners will hear me say that in this movie. Um, and mostly it's because I feel like this is the one that cemented the electric mayhem as legends, right? Like if they'd just been on the show, they'd be, they'd be like probably fondly remembered like the Swedish chef or whatever. But I feel like this song is the reason that you see electric mayhem t-shirts still. And like um, last year they did a half hour set at an outdoor music festival, the outlands festival in San Francisco. Like, and I feel like if they didn't have this one hit song, that was their song that people know as like their signature tune. I'm not sure stuff like that would happen. Right. Most of the stuff they did on the show was covers. And here, this is, like, their song. They play the heck out of it. And I feel like out of all songs in any Muppet movie, this is the one that sounds the most like it could be a real radio hit from 1979. From the time. You're probably so, right. Yeah, and then yeah, when, when yeah. they did that Outside Lands Festival, this was the first song in their set. And then they did that again uh, at the uh, Hollywood Bowl show. Uh, the the Muppets take the bull when they did a, a sort of 
mini set within that show. This was the first song the Electric Mayhem played, so it's their trademark song for sure. Right. Well, and it's the only time in any of the movies where they really get an Electric Mayhem song, right? Like, Great Muppet Caper has Nightlife, which is kind of just instrumental for the most part. I know Dr. Teeth yells some lines, but it's not, you know, that's nobody's favorite song. And it's not a spotlight movie. on the Electric Mayhem. It's it's right. like shots of the the bus driving through London, and then every once in a while it cuts to the band. Right, and then um, the Muppets Take Manhattan has "Can't Take No for an Answer," which is like Doctor Teeth's solo record with backup singers. Right, like, <laughs> yeah. So this is the only one really where it's here's the Electric Mayhem doing their thing on the big screen, and like. It might be an exaggeration to say that it's thrilling, but I, I really do find it thrilling. I just think it's so great. That's a good word for it. It also uh, led me to believe uh, for many years that saxophone was common in rock music. <laughs> <laughs> if only it was. Yeah, because Zoot is there. Like he's th- he's there throughout the whole song. Right. Oh yeah, you're right. It's very sax heavy. It's like it's like Young Americans by David Bowie, in that respect. <laughs> Or that's Bruce Springsteen. A lot of his songs have a lot of sax. So it made more sense in 1979 than it would have, you know, 10 years later or 10 years earlier, I think. It probably you did. Know? Yeah. So do any of you guys have any favorite lyrics from the song? That was that was the next thing I wanted to talk about. Mm. Well, I think fact is there's nothing out there you can't do yet. Even Santa Claus believes in you. I think that, yeah, that's a good line. Yeah, those have to be the, the best lines in the song. Among yeah, that, the best lines in the whole movie. Sure, yeah, that's one of my favorites too. Um, my absolute favorite is... Um, my, my, my favorite part of the song is when Floyd and Janice share their verse together. And Janice's line, particularly, Jelly Belly Gigglin', Dancing and a Wigglin', Honey, That's the Way I Am. Which just sums up Janice, I think. <laughs> Somehow it does. Right? Like, it's it's nonsense. Like, like you said, Josh, the lyrics are all mostly nonsense. But there's, like, I can't imagine a more perfect Janice line than that. And, and I also like the line right after that about Aurora Borealis shining down in Dallas. Again, it's it doesn't really make sense as much as just flows really well in the song. But, yeah, just it sounds right. It sounds like the right thing for them to say in that song, even if it makes no logical sense. Right. It just sounds yeah. really cool. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, and speaking of sounding really cool, um, I also love love Dr. Teeth's Oh yeah at the start, which he's done similar <laughs> things, right? They do a they do a fake out in the, the two thousand eleven movie where he says, Well, all right, and then Starship starts playing, right? That was a disappointment. Oh, that was disappointing. Oh, that made me mad. <laughs> um but just that, because it's like you know, like the electric mayhem are about to about to jump into it. It's so exciting. Another line is that I really love is I never think of money. I think of milk and honey. I keep it underneath my hat from Doctor Teeth, mm. which, as we discussed last week, Doctor Teeth does think of money because the coffee shop is going to be profitable. So he's lying. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but again, you got to have milk and honey at a coffee house if you want to sell any drinks. So that's, that's, he's thinking about all of it at the same time. That's a good point. I can't, I've never thought about it. I can't argue with that. <laughs> so let's move on then to the performances because, like, basically, we have three singers on this song. For the moment, you know, Animal yells some things, 
Frank Oz gets to do some screaming, whatever. But basically, it's Jim Henson as Dr. Teeth, Jerry Nelson as Floyd, Richard Hunt as Janice. And I feel like all three of them are just better than they've... Maybe not. Maybe this isn't their best song performance, but all three of them just get so into it. Like, I feel like they're all doing this like they're a real band here. Like, they, they have to make this record perfect. Yeah, they're really into it. I, I would be interested to to hear if there were any, you know, other takes of the song where maybe they didn't quite hit it with this much energy. But yeah, yeah, they all really go for it. Yeah, and I think, like, I mean, you guys mentioned the le- the playfulness of the lyrics. I feel like that had to have helped. Like, I... I, I, I don't know what this recording session was like. I wasn't there, but it seems like they must have been having such a good time trading off these ridiculous lines and pretending to be rock stars. Yeah, and Jim Henson really gives his all as Dr. T's just on its own, even even if he was the only singer. It's, oh, such, yeah. a, it's such an emotional, like a really powerful performance from his part. It, it you know, speaks to his versatility as a performer when you think about him also singing as Kermit in Rainbow Connection. It's such a radical shift. Mm. Right, right. Well, and, I mean, yes, absolutely. And later on in this movie, he's going to do a duet with himself. And I hope that something better comes along, which... Yes. Talk about versatility. (laughs) You don't think about it. You don't notice. I know we're not there yet, but just speaking of Jim Henson as a a versatile performer. And that's a character with yet another very different vibe than Kermit or Dr. Teeth. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Yeah, so then, what... How about some visual moments that you guys noticed? Um, well, first thing I want to talk about is Dr. Teeth pouring paint all over that camera at the beginning. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that one, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I assume that the camera is just positioned under glass or some other clear surface. I mean, I'm sure that's what's happening. But it looks so great. It's such a great visual. It is. Usually, I, I have this thing where I don't like shots like that where it seems like suddenly there's like some kind of see-through object like i don't know like, like if you see somebody walking from below and you see the the soles of their shoes in the shot and it i don't know it, it just takes me out of it somehow but this really works for me for whatever reason even though he's clearly pouring like he it, this is not what it would look like if you were inside the studebaker looking up or whatever but it it's clearly a He's pouring it on the camera or a pane of glass in front of the camera, whatever. But it, yeah, it really works for me. Yeah. And did, did, did you have something to add about that, Josh? No, or no, just... I just, I, that, that, the color is so stand out there that it would have been hard to think of another shot instantly of what really visually stands out in the sequence. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I wrote down a couple of other things. Um, I mean, yeah, I think that's the highlight, but I love the siding on the church thumping along in time with the music. Right, and then eventually the steeple starts rocking back and forth in time with the music. Right, the the siding and the uh, the the shingles on the roof, and then the there's a shot of windows like opening and closing. The, the right. whole church which, is alive with with the music. Right, which is like something out of a you know a 1930s cartoon or something. Right, like you know you would see buildings swaying in time with music or whatever you know trees or you know whatever it is. And I feel like this is a little bit like that. I mean, obviously, it's in a real location, but the Muppets are very cartoony, so they can make stuff like that happen in a way that would not make sense in a movie with just humans in it. See, and I thought Ryan was about to say that the church was alive with the sound of music. 
Something I like should that. have said that. You're, you're very close to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, one thing, another thing I noticed, um, I had noticed for the first time uh, a week or two ago, whatever minutes they were, that there are unlit candles all over this church in the earlier shots. And now, once as soon as they start playing the song, it cuts to the inside of the church and all the candles are lit. So I like to think that the sheer power of this song just caused all the candles to burst into flame. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? Okay. So I, I also want to talk, I also want to make sure that we talk about Scooter because we basically see Scooter doing two things in this song, neither of which is playing mu- music or painting. We, we might see him painting, but we definitely see him playing with a giant bubble wand while everyone else is painting just to add to the, like, I think just, like, in Scooter's mind, he's he's adding to the, like, fun of the afternoon with a giant bubble wand. It adds to the psychedelia. Right, right. And then the other thing is, I never noticed this until today when I was watching. There's a shot, a couple of shots of Zoot playing a sax, and Scooter is next to him playing a wood guiro or guiro. Do you guys know, you guys see this? The little classroom instrument that's rigged yeah. and you move the little wand up and down it? Right. In high school band, we we just called that the fish. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, why does Scooter have that? <laughs> like, where, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, you guys playing music? I got this. Uh, this like classroom instrument. Let me play too. He just wants someone to be his friend. He's got to, to include himself somehow. Right. <laughs> like, I just, I'm, I feel so much more, so, I feel, watching it this time, I feel so much sorrier for Scooter than I ever have because... The little guy's just trying so hard, and he's just not doing anything right. And I, I assume you can't hear that instrument on the soundtrack, right? I don't think so. I'd be very surprised if you could. Um, I've certainly never noticed it. Yeah, so maybe yeah, that Dr. Right. Teeth was just like, here, Scooter, you can play this. <laughs> Make yourself useful. Yeah. Right, right. So um, any other thoughts about anything in these minutes? See, the only other thought I have actually extends to the next two minutes because it's the punchline after the song is over that well, I love Well, that's so fine. Much. You know, you're, you're, you're not going to be here for the next one, so if you want to go ahead and give us a teaser. I, yes. I just love, as like a subtle one-liner, the, you know, Fozzie saying, I don't know how to thank you guys, and Kermit saying, I don't know why to thank you guys. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that is one of my favorite jokes. If I made a top five best jokes in the Muppet movie, that would definitely be on that list. <laughs> Sure. Reasonable. Yeah. Uh, another thing, I, I I probably should have mentioned this when we were talking about specific lyrics, but uh, Dr. Teeth has a line, which for the longest time just sounded like nonsense to me, but supposedly the lyric is, beat down the walls, begin, believe, behold, begat. But it always sounds to me like he's saying, break down the walls, begin, believe me, big guy. Okay. With, without having looked it up, I always thought that line was, break down the walls, begin, believe, and be, break out. So, so we, see, we can't... I, I always heard begat. I definitely always yeah. heard... The rest of it I didn't know. Always sure. heard begats. Sure. Which does... So then does begat mean sire male offspring? <laughs> I guess <laughs> like, traditionally like, like it does. In the biblical sense, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just, they needed another word that started with B. Right, right. 
But there's no way he says behold. Like uh, we have just offered a few different explanations of what he says there, and we can't even agree on how many syllables are in that line. Right. Which just you know, I think on I think in one sense that just kind of adds to the laid back, ridiculous vibe of this song, right? Like like we've talked about, the lyrics mostly don't matter. We're sure. just having a good time. So, um, but where did you read those lyrics, Ryan? Um, I, I found them online somewhere. I'm, I'm pretty sure they have been printed in an official source. Like maybe they were in that, that 25th anniversary Muppet show CD booklet. I'd have to, to dig that out. Maybe I'll do that for next week, but I, I'm pretty sure those are supposed to be the lyrics. Yeah. Huh. You know, I was going to say, um, we have a piano book upstairs with a lot of Muppet songs and it has several songs from the Muppet movie in it, but not this one. So I also would run check what it says in there, mm. but it's not in there. It has Rainbow Connection. I think it has – I'm going to go back there someday. But it does not have this one, unfortunately. This, this one might not work so well on the piano. Right, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, You need an organ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing I wanted to mention, there's a great cut where Animal is just kind of going – crazy on the drums and then it cuts to animal going crazy with his paintbrushes on the studebaker yeah that's great <laughs> yes nice transition sure although like that's the thing that always i guess it's not a negative that animal doesn't get a ton to do in this song because animal's probably the most well-known member of the electric mayhem right i mean he's the one people know it's like it's like animal from the muppet band and the rest are maybe that person from the Muppet Band, except for Janice, right? Because she's one of the two girls on the Muppet Show. Um, two right. women. She's the girl from the Muppet Band. Right. She's the girl from the Muppet Band. Um, but Animal doesn't get a lot to do here, which it's kind of strange that in their most iconic song, their most iconic member is very much on the sidelines. Yeah. He does get a lot to do later in the movie, though. So. Yeah, that's right. He, he might have the biggest role in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he becomes very important. But so, if there's nothing else about these actual two minutes, well, I I wanted to uh, to mention a couple things. They've done this, so they I think had lip synced the uh, to the original track in a few Muppet appearances in the years uh, after the movie. Uh, but then in 2012, they did an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live which was the first time that they did a completely new performance where the, the current performers were actually singing the song. Um, and Travis Barker from Blink-182 was also there with them playing drums for some reason, and then he and Animal do a little drum battle at the end. But have you guys seen that? Now that you bring it up, it sounds familiar. Like, I'm sure I saw it at the time, and, you know, it was fine, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting that, I don't know, like, we've talked before about how uh, Steve Whitmire ended up singing Rainbow Connection several times as Kermit. Mm -hmm. That being Kermit's signature song. But, uh, I, I mean, I, and obviously Kermit is a more major and prominent and important Muppet character, but just interesting that it took until 2012 for the the newer Muppet performers to sing uh, Can You Picture That as the Electric Mayhem. Right, although, I mean, there was, I mean, all through the 90s, the Electric Mayhem were not talking. You know, right, I mean, exactly. Animal, of course, was around. Floyd had a stray line here and there, but when's the first time Bill Beretta played Dr. Teeth? It was probably 2001 or something, right? I this, mean, 
does he have is it bill beretta the one line in muppets from space when the electric mayhem is going to play a bar mitzvah and he oh, says you're, shalom you're right it is bill beretta saying shalom as dr teeth in yeah. muppets from space yeah. but that's like <laughs> almost nothing so yeah that's that's like it until the mid 2000s at least i mean until yeah anyways we're we're talking about new bad Muppet things. So let's <laughs> let's stop doing that. And instead, Josh, before you go, um, I wanted to ask you, like, when when did you first see the Muppet movie? What what's your personal history with the Muppet movie? I mean, I couldn't say for sure the first time I saw it because I watched it all the time when I was a kid. But I watched it all the time when I was a kid, and sure. I've I've always, always loved this movie. I I am sure. Well, I forget, Anthony, what you what your take was when we talked about the Great Muppet Caper on my podcast, Masterpiece Cinema. But you know, this is obviously the best Muppet movie. There are no other contenders. I know the Great Muppet Caper is good. I know that movie has a lot of fans. I just, for me, this is the perfect fusion of medium and characters and music and humor and just all of it is so wonderful and 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 now as an adult i think i appreciate it a lot more than i did when i was a kid because there were a lot of jokes i did not get when i was a kid you know we, we mentioned i think in last week's episode i forget when i said this you know the harry krishna thing on church i didn't know what the hell harry krishna was as a six-year-old because you know that 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 fad had passed but jokes like that i think get richer and more humorous as you grow up, which I think speaks to the film's power because it's not just a kid's movie. It works for adults as well. Right. Yeah. And I mean, and there's so many things like I cannot count the number of times Ryan and I have said in the first 32 minutes, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't get this. When I was a kid, I thought this meant this other thing, you know? And yeah, I mean, it's a movie that just keeps giving, you know? (laughs) Yeah, obviously, yes. because and we're I mean, still then, seeing stuff for the first time. Right. Exactly. I mean, and I uh, thinking about, again, another song that I di- didn't request, I don't think, but, you know, a song like I want to, you know, I, I hope to, I hope I'll go back there someday is something that I think when I was a kid, I kind of was like, yeah, this is a little slow. When, when are we going to get to the fun stuff again? But now as an adult, I think that song is almost as heartbreaking as Rainbow Connection. And so sure. there are elements that grow a lot more emotionally over time and so yeah it's it is probably up there is one of my 10 15 favorite movies of all time it might be a desert island kind of movie like if i had to bring a movie this would be one of them because you know i've seen it so many times and there's just so many quotes that i can you know it's up there with movies that i quote a lot with like young frankenstein or airplane or monty python and the holy grail so yeah it's it's one of the best films uh, i've ever seen so Sure. Great. Well, I, so I forget that Anthony was great. Is great Muppet Caper your favorite, Anthony? I forget. <laughs> I I generally cop out and say that I think this one has the best story, and Great Muppet Caper is the funniest, right? Um, but when it comes down to the end of the day, probably Caper is my favorite. But I go back and forth. It's it's it, it's always those two for me. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like I mentioned Monty Python a second ago. It's kind of like how there are people who love Holy Grail, and there are people who love Life of Brian. One or the other is like better than the end. So. I've right. always been Holy Grail, open movie. They're the first, they're the best. But See, and I'm a Life of Brian man, so there you go. There you go. It makes sense. <laughs> I think if you say the Muppet movie is your favorite, or if you say Great Muppet Caper is your favorite, neither of those is a bad opinion. No. 
there are probably like I, I'm sure there are people out there who say say Muppets from Space, which we just mentioned a minute ago as being uh-huh. a terrible Muppet thing. I'm sure there are people who say that's their favorite. That is a bad opinion, but yeah, you can't go <laughs> wrong with with this one or Capo or even Muppets Take Manhattan. Right. See, I was going to say my unpopular opinion is probably that I think Muppet Treasure Island is the second best Muppets movie. <laughs> Ooh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and, Tim Curry. And... Tim Curry is unbeatable in that movie. It is such a great performance. Yes, yeah, I would. I would probably agree that it's the second best Tim Curry movie. But the Muppets. <laughs> uh... No, uh, well, we can. We I can... said it was an unpopular opinion. I was right. <laughs> I know. I think we actually talked about that when I was on your show. For we probably did. We probably did. I think we did. Um, and anyways, I, we we really should wrap it up. But thank you so much for joining us today, Josh. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. And we are we are going to uh, end there for today. So please check out toughpigs.com on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, wherever else you can find us. Um, I am on Twitter at Zeppo Marxist. Ryan is on Twitter at me Ryan Rowe. And Josh, can you remind us where people can find you? Sure, I'm on Twitter at Mousterpiece. Also, please check out Mousterpiece Cinema, a podcast all about Disney movies. I've been doing it for six and a half years, and if Disney buys Fox, I'll be doing it for 500 more years. Very exciting. Yeah, I'm not excited about that deal. That's that's so many more movies to cover. So many. Literally thousands. You're going to be doing all those great Disney classics. Like, you mentioned The Sound of Music. That's going to be a Disney movie now. Um, See, that at least makes more sense in, like, the Disney overall right. canon, because it's a family film. Sure. But, you oh, know, right. Speed 2 Cruise Control, I don't know about <laughs> that one. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, all right. Thank you so much. I look forward to hearing you discuss Die Hard 2, Die Harder on Mousterpiece. And <laughs> everyone, uh, listeners, thank you for listening. If you're so inclined, give us a positive review on iTunes. And uh, tell all your friends about the show. And join us again next week for another episode of Moving Right Along. Bye. Bye. Or Springsteen. I mean, that's in the 70s, though. That's Young Americans. That's, sorry, that was a clap. Unnecessary. Let me start over. (laughs)